fantastic. Are Universal opening a theme park in the United Kingdom? Well, the answer is currently no, but also could be maybe. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the first solo edition of the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Now, we are going to cover this topic as a group in a future episode, but I did want to cover some of the key points of the Universal theme park that's potentially coming to the UK. If you've got no idea what I'm talking about, I'll give you the quick rundown. Around a month ago, it was revealed that Comcast, who are the parent company for Universal Resorts and Experiences, had bought a parcel of land near Bedfordshire here in the UK, which is just north of London, if, if you're not sure. Universal were quick, however, to point out that while Comcast had indeed bought around 500 acres of land in the UK, there were no imminent plans for a theme park and a resort. So while we did see that the land was bought and we've got confirmation that Comcast did buy the land for Universal, at the same time Universal are saying, yes, we might build something, but at the moment we're not and it's going to be a lengthy process, so calm down at the moment and the reason they gave for this was that they said that they needed to conduct feasibility studies to understand what would be possible in this location of course in the uk we do have lots of theme parks but something on the scale of a universal park in the uk is something that we certainly don't have and probably the nearest comparison is disneyland paris which is over in france obviously not in england so I was having to think about what Universal meant by uh, feasibility and companies will use a number of different tools in order to conduct a feasibility study and in the absence of more information from Universal I thought maybe it'd be fun to conduct our own feasibility study albeit uh, very brief and most likely uh, very opinion based because we've only got a little bit of time and we don't have a lot of information. Now, um, if you're familiar with GCSE business studies, uh, then you may have come across a SWOT analysis. Uh, so what does SWOT stand for? Well, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. So I thought I would use this model uh, to consider the proposition of a universal park in the UK. And perhaps together we can decide whether this project is a real possibility or just pie in the sky. Okay, so let's start with the strengths. So despite not having a park in Europe, although Port Ventura was a universal park when it first opened, Universal has strong brand recognition here in the UK. So any park would have significant interest and not just here in the UK, but also across Europe as well. This is down to not only the public being familiar with Universal Pictures and the intellectual property that's attached to that, but also the fact that thousands of people from the UK already travel all the way to the USA and other parts of the world to experience Universal parks and resorts, just as we did recently when last September we stayed at Universal over in Orlando. The proposed location for a possible Universal Resort is in Bedfordshire and um, while not an obvious choice, this is actually um, a great location for a number of reasons. 
if the idea is that Universal Park in the UK would be the only Universal brand theme park in Europe, then it would be superbly served by the very close by Luton Airport, which is really a, a massive hub for um, low-cost airlines. And what that means is that it becomes this kind of low-cost hub for the rest of Europe to potentially travel into the UK for not a lot of money. Because obviously if it was really expensive to fly into the UK and then have to travel to the park, that's going to be something that people may not be as interested in. But if you can travel for a relatively small amount and actually the airport isn't that far away from the park, then it obviously becomes a, a much more attractive proposition. Now, I had a look through uh, Skyscanner and I just wanted to have a look at what the idea of some prices may be. And at the time that I looked, you could fly into Luton from Paris for £50 or around £50. And you could even fly from Berlin, which is further away, for £29. So that was just a flavour of it. I'm sure there's lots of other parts of Europe as well that people could fly into from these massive international hubs across Europe. And on top of that, if Universal offered a shuttle bus straight from the park... When I've had a look at the map from the airport to the proposed site, you could actually arrive at the park within 45 minutes, which is roughly the same as traveling from the Charles de Gaulle airport in Paris when you go to Disneyland Paris. From memory, it is around 45 minutes. We've done that journey uh, a few times. The parcel of land that they've bought is also between major roads and, and train lines. And that means that the land is much less desirable from a natural beauty perspective and uh, was already most likely earmarked for some sort of development. I've had a look at the land and from what I can tell, it's mainly brownfield and brownfield just means that it was previously some sort of in industrial type land. Uh, so it's not like it wouldn't have been developed into something else most likely probably houses or, or something like that uh, which means that the local area um, may be more willing to accept a theme park than than other parts of the UK perhaps so this does mean that Universal would be much less likely to encounter the challenges that London Resort did in terms of whether the land is suitable for a theme park or not if you're familiar with the London Resort project, that was going to be uh, down near Dartford, which is uh, south of London. And it was actually a, a marshland, which was uh, very much um, an area of wildlife. And, and I think there was some rare wildlife there as well. And that can cause significant problems, especially here in the UK, where conservation is uh, you know, very important when it comes to whether an area should be developed or not however uh with all that being said um the development will have some weaknesses so let's move on to those weaknesses and i'll go through some of them um the weather has to be a big one uh, while we do have a reasonably stable climate here in the uk in that it, it doesn't get too hot it doesn't get too cold although it has been very cold lately it can obviously rain a lot and obviously parts of the year it will be very cold this means that universal would need to think very carefully about the types of attractions that they could build uh, and possibly uh, they'll invest more in indoor attractions if this means that the park 
is to operate all year round. I would suspect that if Universal are going to invest in a park, and this is going to cost billions of pounds, I would be very surprised if in some form the park didn't operate all year round. Of course, the park will have hotels, uh, probably hotel resorts uh, that go alongside that. Um, but I have a feeling that the, the park, or at least the most of the park, the, the aim will be to operate all year round very much like Disneyland Paris over in France. That being said, talking about Disneyland Paris, uh, Northern France really does have a similar weather pattern to uh, the southern part of the UK. And Disneyland Paris does manage just fine to keep its major attractions open for most of the year. Of course, it does have those maintenance periods at the early part of the year. They might close some rise down if it gets too cold. Um, however, the weather is very similar. So the argument may be, well, if Disney can do it, then Universal can do it as well and they'll find a way. Also, Universal are known for indoor attractions. You know, when we think about Universal over in Orlando, some of their major rides over there, you know, Transformers, uh, Spider-Man, even the uh, Fast and the Furious ride. Um, they're all indoor type attractions so it's not like it's new for them to develop indoor attractions so it's going to be interesting to see how the park shapes up obviously Universal are familiar with opening parks all around the world they'll always take into account the local climate um, they, they have a park over in Japan in Osaka and Japan has a slightly different climate to the UK, but sometimes broadly similar as well. So I'm sure that they'll learn a lot of lessons over in Osaka as well, and they'd bring that over to the UK. A further weakness, perhaps, is that it could be argued that theme park market in the UK is already quite saturated. Major parks such as Fort Park, Chessington and even Alton Towers would be relatively close to the Universal Park. And a Universal Park could even potentially get some tough competition from places like Blackpool Pleasure Beach, for example. Although... They have been struggling uh, for the last year or so for guests and making a profit. So with all these major theme parks already in the UK, it could be argued that are there enough guests to go around? Will that mean that we'll see parks closed uh, as a result? Because it will take some of that market away, you know, even from Alton Towers. I, however, think that despite this competition, uh, a universal park in the UK would bring something very different to what we already have in the UK. And the park will potentially attract more visitors from overseas. And potentially that's a very good thing for other parks in the UK who perhaps don't attract international guests in their own right. Because while even parks like Alton Towers are very well known internationally, perhaps not that many people travel into the UK, especially to go to Alton Towers or to, to the UK parks. Of course, some will, but... A universal park that kind of worldwide brand recognition may well attract a lot more international guests and any park that universal does open in the uk at the moment the parcel of land that they've bought is around 500 acres which is roughly the same size as alton towers but it's not gigantic that means that while we could be looking at a multi-day attraction 
there's still a lot of opportunity there for people to go to other parks while they're in the UK. A lot like people do when they go to Orlando. You don't normally go to Orlando and just go to Disney or just go to Universal, usually. If you're traveling that far from the UK, you'll go to SeaWorld, you'll even go down to Busch Gardens. You'll, of course, visit Disney and Universal. So that means that people who are coming over to Universal might think, oh, I'll go to Alton Towers. Maybe I'll go to Blackpool as well. Blackpool is, in its own right, is internationally well-known as well. People who may otherwise not travel from Europe just to go to Blackpool, for example, may think, well, while I'm in the UK, I'll go to Blackpool. Why not? Um, so this could have a very positive impact on the theme park space in the UK and the attraction space uh, in general. Okay, so after that, let's take a quick look at the opportunities and the threats as well. So opportunities-wise, uh, Universal have already suggested that they've been in contact with local politicians, and that's been positive so far. They will definitely be looking to secure as many partnerships as possible, I would imagine, with local government to help realise the benefits for the local area. Uh, so that could mean potentially there's grants there or incentives uh, for Universal and Comcast if they build a park in the area. Obviously, building a park means bringing a lot of jobs to the area, bringing a lot of skills to the area, and, and that has to be a, a positive thing uh, for everyone, potentially. Also, what it does mean for the local area is that they would need to develop probably some of the infrastructure. And maybe what that means is that Universal would help foot some of that bill. That might mean, you know, building a, a train station closer to the park, uh, building new bus terminals. Uh, we've already talked about shuttle buses potentially coming from the airport in Luton, potentially also coming from the uh, bus station in Luton as well. So having those transport hubs can also benefit the locals as well. So hopefully Universal are aiming to build a very positive relationship with the local area. It's to be seen how locals are going to react. Um, at the moment, I've not seen any, any negative or, or too much negative in terms of what a theme park would bring to the area. Like I said before, it's a, a brownfield site, uh, I believe, and, and looking at the map, it's in between two train lines and also there's major roads as well. So I don't think it's a massively desirable area in terms of uh, natural beauty, perhaps. However, one thing I would say is that potentially the area has been earmarked for something like housing. And we do know in the UK that there is a desire to build housing, there is a demand for housing. And if a universal park takes up that 500 acres instead of, you know, hundreds of houses that could be built in the area as well, that could potentially be a negative and, a, you know, a, a check mark in that side of the whether they will or they won't. And I wonder if what that means is we could even see other investments in the UK, such as will Universal therefore build some housing as part of the project, you know, to, to appease that. That could be optional. You know, we could see a multi-purpose to this site. Alongside potentially building something like housing, the, the thing is with the UK at the moment is that we're seeing a lot of films and, and t TV productions that are being filmed in the UK. Um, although that industry potentially has been on the wane a little bit 
over the recent year or so we could maybe see comcast thinking this could be an ideal area to build sound stages to build facilities uh, to be able to film more in the uk uh, maybe also moving into the uk television market as well potentially we've seen a lot of that so when we talk about the purpose of this site it may be that yes there could be a theme park there and there could be resorts but also could there be sound stages um could there be filming facilities could there be uh, some local housing as part of that as well to to help the local area bringing jobs to the area bringing tourists to the area uh, and also retaining vital skills in the area as well becoming a kind of center of excellence for hospitality uh, and for filming as well and that's something that local colleges and universities could benefit from as well so you can quickly see how yes from a 2d perspective this is uh, potentially a theme park there's a lot of other factors to think about as well and a lot of other opportunities that universal could explore uh, with the local area as well so I'm really excited to see how that develops and the other thing is just because they've bought 500 acres doesn't mean that they may not buy other parcels of land in the local area as well and we've seen that in Orlando where they obviously have the main campus where Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure is but they have been hoovering up other parts of land in the area as well to build hotels such as Endless Summer and also to build an entirely new theme park as well such as Epic Universe and who knows maybe they'll build a, an Epic Universe in the UK but that might be um, that might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Okay so let's talk about some of the threats as well which may go against this development actually happening in the first place. Firstly economic conditions in the UK are something that Universal will have to take seriously and monitor. They'll have to consider things like do people have sufficient disposable income to go to a theme park and resort? Can they find sufficiently skilled workforce in the area? And also are the strong businesses that they can rely on to sustain a supply chain. The kind of things we need to think about, you know, for the hospitality sector is can they order enough food in? Can they get enough supplies in? All these things are going to factor in. Are there businesses that we can build into our supply chain that ultimately allows us to deliver an excellent service? Because it's okay building a theme park and building hotels. But if it can't be sustained and there aren't the right skills and there aren't the right businesses in the area, it's it's never going to get off the ground. It's never going to be able to be maintained. That being said, the part of the UK that we're talking about is obviously um, further south than where I am. Uh, north, sort of north-ish of London, uh, north of the Luton area. And uh, around that area, that is a real hub for businesses and growth. So... I'm fairly confident that Universal will be able to meet the uh, significant demands that they'll have in order to maintain a, a park and resort. Perhaps lesser so, but uh, Universal will no doubt be keeping an eye on the competition here in the UK and also in Europe as well, um, especially as they start to develop what attractions they should offer. Um, if, if Alton Towers, for example, build a particular attraction, 
uh, and it's a, a world's first. Maybe Universal were also planning to build a similar style of attraction. It would make them think twice because they don't necessarily want to build something that already exists in the UK because they want to bring something new and exciting and different. We also have to consider that the expectation will, from the public will be that Universal can deliver something spectacular and world beating so they just can't afford to be complacent as soon as they start to build something on that site all eyes are going to be on Universal and they really can't afford to make a mistake with the kind of money that we're talking about. Okay so that was just a little canter through a Universal UK park that may potentially be happening, uh, some of the reasons why it may happen, some of the reasons why it won't happen. So I hope you found that helpful. We will be talking about this in a, a future episode with the rest of the presenters, but it's just something that I thought I wanted to go through with you and I thought you might find interesting. It's the first time I've done this kind of episode uh, on my own. I am planning to do more episodes as we go through the year because it's not always possible to get everyone together and things happen and things change all the time. And also you, you can't get everything into an hour long discussion uh, with the rest of the presenters. So we sometimes got to be careful with that, which means that there's just more and more stuff that, you know, we need to talk about. So that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to have this kind of episode. So if you've enjoyed it, let me know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can also find us on YouTube as well. Make sure you've clicked that follow button or that subscribe button on the podcast app that you're listening to us on. But in the meantime, we'll see you again real soon.